Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Comic Book Show presented by Brothers Comics. It won't be the Comic Book Show for much longer, by the way. Um, on the line tonight is our my two favorite music. On the line tonight is uh, from the mean streets. If you checked out that music on the intro, from the mean streets of uh, well, we got a name check. It's Dayton, Ohio. It, it's the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Kibichiwa, fellow mutants. Yes, live in these streets, dodging uh, spears and arrows. From all sides, but I I made it here to be with you. Thank, thank you. We do appreciate it. Your your mutant power is um, dodging non non on 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 unearthly. Yeah, yeah. I got that Spider Man. Actually, I think is an amazing ability. But Man. yes, I'm sure it's been a minute since I've been there. Also yeah. on the line tonight from some very cold streets himself. Uh, it is Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, say what's happening. This possible producer, Jotota. Ah, Jotota. Yes, the only Russian that we ever do in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for Nikita Kovalev's 30 for 30. Um, I'll hold my breath out for that. I'd watch it. <laughs> I would, too. I would, too. I would definitely watch that one. I do. Uh, so, yeah. So, the comic book show has been away for a few weeks, uh, holidays, um, and we've also, as we try to finish up Inferno, this is Inferno Part 2, um, this this podcast or the Inferno series is cursed. Uh, the books are cursed, <laughs> and this podcast is cursed because every time we try to do it, something keeps happening. Uh, people get tired, people's kids get sick. Uh, people, yep. I mean, it's just it, it just doesn't work out. We've been trying to finish this thing since probably October, and yeah, we're rolling up almost close to January, and we're just well, trying to finally finish season one of the comic book show. I want to say we were even trying to get this. We were trying to at least get started on it, like at the end of the summer, or like yeah. even in the summer. But right. it, yeah. it kept getting pushed because we were covering all the exciting Marvel events. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Funny you should say that. Um, I was scrolling through my Twitter timeline today, and somebody that does follow us, uh, it's a shout out to the uh, I think it's Three Black Geeks. They were, they tweeted somebody else on to my timeline. It was like, yeah, somebody was like, man, these, these Falcon books suck. I'm like, um, <laughs> er. <laughs> I was like, I don't usually do this, but we did a whole podcast about this freaking book. Uh, the first two issues, no less. And yes, it does suck. There are no lies that you just told. And so, yeah, we were definitely ahead of the curve. Uh, there's already talk that, you know, it's already in, up for the cancellation bin, which is sucky, too. Um, uh, again, yeah. after the great work that Spencer did on, on Sam Wilson, Captain America. And there was a lot of speculation about where, where does Falcon go from here? You know, like, but, mm-hmm. yeah, he's uh, leading the I Avengers. think you're trying to say we're, we're leading the league in Hayden. Is that, is that <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all? I think we're leading. I think we're leading the league and like telling y'all, hey, this is uh, the truth. Um, yeah, yeah, this is the truth because I mean, I, I haven't checked the new releases for this week, but I'm pretty sure it's up for. It probably came out today, which is probably why it was trending a little bit. So, um, I, I mean, I'm gonna read it just for the simple fact of you know I like the closed story arcs, but mm-hmm. we're not talking about that boot no more. Now, there, there may be something like female perspectives always checks us on us hating everything. 
There may be yeah. some to the fact that, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what we don't hate, yeah. other than Sandman <laughs> loves every Marvel movie. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so I'm the only one. Yeah, and if we have the time tonight, we'll talk about the the merger that's going to announce tomorrow and what it means on a couple of different levels. But, all mm-hmm. right, let's get back to the Inferno before the lines get cut off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> issue 241 of the, uh, the X Men is the the cover is Madeline Pryor in full Goblin Queen pose with all of her demons around her. Sinister gets the corner cover spot and comic books for a dollar. All right. I, 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 I know. I subtag this uh, call Sinister Daddy um, <laughs> because <laughs> Sinister finally gives the reveal, and it's a long Scooby-Doo reveal at that um, where he tells Madeline, and we'll go over that part of the book first because it's really just, there's two parts of the book, uh, two stories really going on at the same time, an A plot and a B plot. Uh, the A plot is Sinister telling this whole story and letting Madeline know that, like, hey, you are not who you thought you were. You may be the Goblin Queen now, but you were not created for this particular purpose. Do you remember anything about the early parts of this book, Brother Beavis? Uh, no, I think we've talked a lot of times about, like, I, I think none of us had as much of an appreciation of the story as I think we probably have now. And that's sort of a common theme of like our adult selves reading this versus uh, uh, our now older, bitter selves selves reading this. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not sure, like, this, this one is unique in that it's actually the story is spread out over a couple series. And so it's, if you, you know, if it didn't come out in real time or you didn't get in real time, it's a little bit harder to sort of piece together. But yeah, I, I, none of this, literally none of this made sense when I was a child. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's about what I remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. And again, it is a slow reveal because it's broken up over the course of the book. And again, you have to remember all the stuff that's leading up to this about Nastra bringing her out to Nebraska and Nastra essentially playing Madeline too. She, she kind of gets onto it there in a little bit, but He's kind of playing her to kind of get her to fully release this power that's within her and uh, brings her back to Sinister's uh, lair in Nebraska. He actually name checks it, his um, sanctum, his inner sanctorum or his sanctum sanctorium or whatever. <laughs> I was like, mm. uh, doc, Dr. Strange would have a word. Dr. Strange would be in touch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dr. Strange didn't trademark his shit. So, um, <laughs> he, wasn't a, he wasn't a trademark doctor. Um, so – uh, she attacks Sinister, he's not having it, and then again, he explains everything that's going to happen to her. So let's look at it at first. The first thing he's like, he's like, tell me a memory that you remember. She's like, oh, shit, you know what? I was with this girl, Annie Richardson, and she got hit by a car and shit. Oh, and, God. you know, he's like, yeah, no, that's not your memory. That's Jean Grey's memory. <laughs> that's Jean Grey's memory, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Madeline was like, what? <laughs> yeah, she's completely stunned by the whole thing, and then um, the second thing is she's like, you know, he starts to tell the story about how Jean Grey, that was Jean Grey's memory and how that moment she realized that she was a telepath and she was with Annie when she died and then she secluded herself off to herself and then somehow, you know, she gets, Xavier gets involved and brings her to the school, you know, and the rest is history. But it's not revealed in here, though, or at least not physically, about how 
sinister was watching this situation the whole time, but he also is somehow able to get like blood and tissue samples from Jean Grey to create the clone. Did I miss any part of that? Did he? Did it show that? That's one of you just uh, stumble upon a, a big linchpin for me. When they never explain that how the hell he got a hold. I mean, they could explain it away any in any way, I guess. But you know, they just they just mention it in passing, and that's like whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You just kind of skip a major thing there, but I don't know. That that was the one thing that always bothered me. But uh, right. no, yeah. Okay, yeah. So he gets the tissue samples and he starts to create his clone of Jean Grey, and um, nothing happens. Like you know, it's revealed that he's just you know he's got like a body, but there's no mm-hmm. life. She never gained consciousness. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't until bum 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 on the blue mm-hmm. side of the moon. In SB one thirty seven of Uncanny X Men, when Jean Grey dies, she somehow is um, re- is born, like and even like states all the power stuff of the Phoenix, and now he has her clone, and then he does everything possible to get her to, to Scott because he knows Scott um, is a straight up pimp dog, and he's gonna <laughs> go, uh, get her pregnant so he can get that baby, which is supposed to be super powerful. Um, any part of that, Brother Beavis, it was just like, um, I because Tommy. <laughs> I think you have to get to the end before you can sort of even frame any of this stuff. Like, I think mm. the story gets to a good place, but it's a rough ride. Yeah. Very rough yeah. ride. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't... There's parts of it, too, I think, that are... Because you know what happens on the back end of this with cable and all that stuff. You're like, oh, oh. Oh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. really play, it doesn't play itself out well here overall, but it also since you know the end of it, like if you were reading this straight, it would be kind of confusing as we were at the time because we we're, you know, sort of reading it real time. I read it a little bit later, but it didn't make sense even then, like when I was in my 20s. I was like, um, I don't get it because I didn't have all the books. But right. I, I think more than anything this shows Sinister One has been around for at least as long as Xavier, and this wasn't revealed at that point, too. It becomes later mm-hmm. on in that terrible Mr. Sinister miniseries. Uh, uh, mini series. Uh, yeah. I remember how uh, bad the art was on that thing. I yeah. Was, that's, art, that's a bad memory uh, right there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was called Essex. And, yeah, um, I believe it was. Yeah, they did their little origin story for him with terrible artwork. And you'd realize that, you know, he's as old as, like, almost as old as Apocalypse, right? Like, he's, like, so ridiculously yeah, modern. No, 1800s, something like that. Well, but something Apocalypse like is, like, from, from B.C. He's, like, mummer on shit. But okay. He's yeah. older. He's, like, he's more like Wolverine's age, I would say. Yeah. Or Monty Burns from the Simpsons age. I oh, think. easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Monty Burns fought in the Civil War. All right. So, yeah. So he <laughs> um, and then, yes. And then that's it. And so now she wants the baby. Now, Brother Beavis, explain to me why she wants the baby or does Nastrith want the baby? Because uh, it right. gets explained better in the next issue. But the, the purpose of this is she wants her baby back. And Sinister wants the baby because he knows it's super powerful. Right, and there's another sort of side side baby topic, uh, side brother <laughs> baby topic going on. And so there's yep. several things going on. So one thing, Naster is trying to assemble, he's trying to get like three babies or 13 babies or something like that to fuel the portal that bridges over to Limbo. And then that's that's how the New Mutants and the Exterminators bridges in. So when 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 Madeline starts off, she still has some mothering instinct and she's 
trying to recover uh, Nathan, Christopher mm-hmm. Summers. But mm-hmm. once she realizes this whole backstory, then her attitude changes. And at that point, she starts to hold everybody that has had any like role in her existence accountable. And so she mm-hmm. she's got a, she's got beef with Sinister. She's got beef with Cyclops. And so the way mm-hmm. she decides that she's going to punish Cyclops is now she's going to kill this child because even though you know she's the mother, but she doesn't she. She is planning to kill the child to get back at Cyclops at this point. Right. So she, her motivation changes. Okay. Yeah, and Nash yeah. Is, uh, wants the sacrifice to be able to unleash the the power. Yeah. Right. The, the, so we can the power dip into the sort of the new mutant side of this real quick because it's coming up in a couple panels. Okay. But there's this whole conflict between this all revolves around Ileana. So when she. Ileana, my sister. <laughs> so when she um, we uh, she got aged in limbo uh, based on mm-hmm. Belasco. At this point in the story, Belasco has been defeated, and Ileana is the the lady. The she rules limbo, and Sim yeah, is like her her muscle. Yeah, because mm-hmm. her lieutenant, she's the sorcerer supreme of her little right. dimension. Right. Just not, so but Nasser, not the yeah. Nasser is just another demonic sorcerer, and he's butthurt because Belasco never chose him as an apprentice. So Belasco, mm-hmm. he taught the time-displaced version of Storm. He taught magic, but he never taught Nasser. So Nasser is butthurt. So mm-hmm. there reaches a point where Sim rebels against magic, and she draws Colossus in, which is, for most of the story, like, uh, Colossus, we've established in the New Mutants that he has like he's resistant to magic now in his metal form, and but and he's like trying to save uh, Ileana or whatever. But um, she's starting to become she's ever since she sort of got aged, she's been corrupted by this armor. So the more she uses her power, the more she gets her armor, and she armors up. And they always keep saying, well, what will happen when she's entirely closed with armor? And what we find out is then. She becomes like she has to. They're trying to trick her into using her demonic powers. And at that point, she becomes the Dark Child. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, once that happens, then there's this sort of weird timeline stuff with Wolfsbane, and um, they get sort of trapped in limbo. But then they get kicked back. But it creates a time paradox where she becomes young and pure again, and we okay. restore Ileana to her her youthful state. And, and right. that's one of the funny thing about Inferno is it, it ends up not really being an X-Men story. And it's yeah. really, really significant for not necessarily X-Factor, but at least Scott and Gene and for the new mutants from Ileana's perspective. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. And you, and you, and you can tell. I did feel like the whole time I'm like, man, I've been talking for a while and I'm not sure how much of what I've been saying actually makes sense. But that's no, that's what no. Claremont put down. So. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. And yeah, real quick, I was just going to say this is all also the first meeting between the X Men and X Factor since the return mm-hmm. of Jean Grey. This has been been I'm going to guess here, but maybe like over the last five years of continuity that they've uh, didn't they suspected that she was alive. I think Wolverine uh, smelled her. In the Morlock tunnels. tunnels or something like yeah. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like they, that was like that was X Factor Nine, and this is yeah. like thirty six, thirty seven. So yeah, oh, yeah, you got, you got a couple years, years of comics. 
yeah, yeah. And that was what I remember collecting this comic as they were coming out. Um, and that was kind of the big tension, the big meeting between the two X teams, the original X-Men who are X factor and the current version of the X-Men. And so you didn't know what was going to happen between them because remember the X factor had been posing as the exterminators. They, the X-Men believed they were mutant hunters at this mm-hmm. point, you know, there's been a lot of crap that's happened between, um, then and now. So, all that stuff was going to kind of come out and play uh, play itself when they finally met, and, and some of it did, some and uh, some of it didn't, but whatever. And it's kind of a mess <laughs> yeah. when they finally did. Yeah, but that was I just wanted to say that. And it's I think this writing. whole thing, this like this crossover, cleans up all that, and that's what I was saying. Like it's not really an X Men story. It, it cleans up like all this stuff going on with X Factor and New Mutants. Right. Is Claremont writing all of these books at this time? He was not writing X Factor. X Factor, yeah. X Factor, right? Simonson's writing both, writing that and drawing it too. Walt Simonson, yeah. Walt Simonson was drawing X Factor, yeah. Okay, so wow. I mean, and in light of how big crossovers are now, but not interconnected, this one's fairly interconnected at least. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you, I mean, but you could also read it without reading the other issues because I never read uh, too many issues of of freaking the New Mutants. And you're telling me this story now, and I'm like, oh, okay. Now, oh, that's yeah. why they call her that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's good. <laughs> never knew that before because I just right. never really messed with those New Mutant books. So a lot of people didn't. That was the yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got a horror movie. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So um, <laughs> the B plot of of X-Men 241 is what's going on in New York. Um, in 240, remember, uh, the X-Men finally catch up with the Marauders and put a Randy Mulkey beating on them. I mean, an absolute <laughs> beating on the freaking Marauders. Unlike their normal times where they get beat up the first time they see, see somebody. No, they mm-hmm. put these smack and down on the Marauders. And now that Long time of coming. Yeah, yeah. by the way. So yeah. they're out. This was in the tunnels. And now they're back onto the streets of New York, and now they see the parts of the demonic uh, possession of the city that has been going on pretty much since Madeline's been time-jumping over there to hang out with Alex. Like, the city's been kind of under this little slow progression into um, to, into Inferno. And mm-hmm. so there's all these little bits about, you know, the mailboxes attacking people, um, the fire hydrants attacking dogs, the city, you know, Manhattan is just kind of to turn into this, you know, mm-hmm. essentially limbo. Um, yeah. Where everything's you know, animated. The, yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. The buildings are all possessed. The people are a little bit possessed. Not a little bit. They're possessed. There's a great thing in there where the dude became like the stamp on the envelope or whatever. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Help me. The, yeah. 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 The mailbox <laughs> is eating people. Um. I mean, it is just like kind of a trip. Um. But as a part of that, they're having this battle there. And the X-Men are essentially still getting the best of them for the most part. But the longer they stay inside the city, the more of the demonic possession starts to get to them. Mm-hmm. And I think Nashdorf actually bites Longshot, and Longshot really has um, – uh, he, he's infected by whatever demonic possession that Nashdorf had given him. And that starts to spread over the course of the team. Um, any of the battles there with the Marauders, or is it just kind of a repeat of everything that happened before? From what yeah, I remember, them, yeah, 
yeah, they they, they kind of dealt with the Marauders fairly quickly. It was almost like they were kind of in the way, and they dealt with them. From what I remember, like like I said, I'm going from memory, but they were just kind of like the A card, <laughs> you know, the the the, the main um, uh, match before the main match or whatever, and uh, yes. to get it's them out of the way. Stuff streaming in from Limbo now that the portal is open, and there's right. these sort of goofy robot troopers that were. You know, Colossus has fought those before, so they, there's a callback there. But, yeah, it's mostly just sort of uh, aliens and demons. Yeah. There's Pretty also much. that Colossus realizes that he killed Riptide, but somehow Riptide is back. You know, exactly. You kind of know, but you don't know. It's like, oh, well, they worked for Sinister. I killed this dude. Now he's back, and now you know that Sinister does build clones. And mm-hmm. you don't put them together then, but it's just like, oh, now I can put that together. And, um, yeah, it's so, I mean, it's a battle there. I think one of the other kind of subplots in this part of the book is the, um, the conversion that's, that's taking over Alex Summers, um, in issue Mm -hmm. 240, he finally, um, slept with his sister-in-law, um, in a Maury Povich-like fashion. And, um, he, uh, is, I think what the, uh, the children say is sprung. Um, he is completely pussy whipped, uh, demon pussy whipped, no less. And um, <laughs> um, uh, he is in full protection mode of Madeline Pryor. Like he is not going to let anything happen to Madeline, which is going to come up big in 242. But um, right. but it's also made him more of a killer as well. You know, in previous issues, he's not wanting to use his powers because he could hurt somebody, and now he's just like, whatever, I'm killing. And he's, you know, mm-hmm. unloading his, his, I'm going to say his optic blast, but his full optic blast onto demons and whatnot because he doesn't really care if they were, if, if the potential was to hurt Madeline. Is this a good change for Havoc, uh, Brother Beavis, finally? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> because, like, in a way, he stops thinking. I mean, we're still... Uh... We're we're thirty issues away from him and from him being useful. Like he, <laughs> you, you have to get through the the extinction agenda is really where he comes around, and that's right. a couple crossovers from now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's there. He still has the same issues in dealing with um with Polaris uh, being possessed as well because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to hurt her. But uh-huh. anybody else though that has anything to do with Madeline, anybody else that has to do with that. He has no problem, like, beating him up. Um, how useless is Dazzler in this whole situation? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> she's She's been kind of useless in a, in a lot of books, if you ask me. But, um, yeah, she's kind of a whiny little, you know what, <laughs> a lot of these books and stuff. You know, uh, I think, yeah, I think, does she uh, get possessed with the rest of them, with the rest of the X-Men? I was, yeah, I guess they they, all yeah. do, and she yeah. she gets it the worst because she becomes like a diva. So her primary wow. goal is to like, like look at herself and make sure she looks good. And her and Longshot, mm-hmm. like her and Longshot, almost get it the worst. So it's almost like the worse of right. person you are, when you get corrupted, you get least less useful. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're gonna get into ex- issue two forty two here momentarily, and there's a moment when they were like, you know what? Um, I don't know. There's a battle going on. Let's fuck. Yeah. Okay. Much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, I guess I mean, it's more of like a what? I can't remember the name of that old movie where they, you know, the 
laying on the beach and the water comes up to him. I can't remember the name of that, but that's basically what it's pulled from. So I'm just like, um, all right. You know, this <laughs> long shot is useless in this too. Um, he's just useless. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's the B plot of the book. It's really just them battling, battling the the city and then also kind of battling off this demonic possession. They're very like happy about fighting people. Now there's a lot of kind of black lit or black face lit shirt, uh, shots by Sylvestri in here where you just see like the whites of their eyes and they're very happy. And Wolverine's very happy that he's cutting up people you know, they look a little demonic, you know, it is what it is, but yeah, I mean, overall, not a bad book. Um, it definitely pushes the story along. And again, like I said, Brother Beavis, you gave me a lot more details on this than I had even thought about uh, thinking about, uh, which also leads us now to the next book, because this issue ends on, go read X-Factor number 37, and then come back next <laughs> month for issue 241, a double-sized issue. So what happens in 240, uh, or excuse me, 242, what happens in X-Factor 37? Yeah, so... Um... Kind of what you need to know about X-Factor, and Sandman touched on some of this, is like they've gone through this whole thing where they they reformed the team, and their original goal was they were going to pretend to be mutant hunters in order to save mutants. And they saved, like, about Five. the the worst <laughs> collection of mutants you could ever put together. Yeah. Uh, uh, like Rusty Collins and Skids. Yeah. Skids, Leech, Leech. Wizkid. Oh, uh, God, I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Richter. Yeah. So it it's becomes like half of X-Force is what it ends up. In, in mm. years from now, it's like the combination of the New Mutants and the Exterminators is what we get when we get to X-Force. Mm. Right. Um, but they had what they did not know was they were being manipulated by uh, – Angel's publicist Cameron Hodge. Cameron Hodge, yeah. And so there, the whole thing is like um, when the Defenders ends up, the uh, Beast, Iceman, and Archangel like have nothing better to do, and Ar- and Angel talks them all into starting this team, the Exterminators, uh, getting the band back together, and mm-hmm. um, most of like the preceding thirty six issues. Is all about like Cyclops being a terrible person, oh, and, yeah. and and them all loving Gene, and yeah. it's just it's 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 really like they could make a WB show about. Oh, it, it straight up was. Yeah, it straight up was. Oh God. It, and so, um, you and you have the transformations, and Angel becomes Archangel. Beast goes from I believe he goes from furry to not furry to not now furry. He's back to furry, and he and he lost his intelligence, so he he got stronger or something. Right. And yeah, I don't know, I don't remember exactly what happened. Yeah, he was but, like he was when he was human. He got infected by this other character that made him stronger. The more he used his strength, the dumber he got. Dumber, dumber he got, he got infected by somebody else, which made mm-hmm. him blue again. Iceman's wearing a diaper to control his powers, which got out of control <laughs> when he was in uh, Asgard. And so so all that is going on. And basically they're telling a story about, you know, Beast is back to being smart again, and Trish mm-hmm. Tilby's a racist, and yeah. <laughs> uh, Cyclops and Jean are fighting it out. And it, basically, like I said in the, in the run-up while we were offline, like the, the end result is, 
Cyclops and Jean get to the spire and confront Madeline for the first time. Right. Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, issue 241 for X-Men ends, the book ends on the stuff with Sinister and and Madeline, but, like, there's a a turn-over-your-shoulder shot from Logan. He's like, oh, you know, through the effect of, oh, wait a second, or what do we have here? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know, and then you have to wait until two forty two comes out, and then two forty two again, double sized issue. Chris Claremont, uh, Silvestri again. It is like an opening shot with Gene, with Wolverine kissing Gene, like full on, like mouth open, like kiss. And um, there's a line like a little bit later. It's kind of like a fucked up line. He was like, yeah, from what I could tell, you liked it to that shit. And I was like, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he, he probably had uh, to use his senses to figure that out. If this came out now, he would definitely get suspended from the X-Men pending an investigation <laughs> and would probably be pressed to resign his position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. I'd like to apologize to all the people that I may have hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, like, one of the first podcasts I did with y'all was like the X-Men and I called out Magneto as a rapist. And yeah. I think to <laughs> be fair, right. uh, yeah. I think we have to say this is, you know, Wolverine sexual assault. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. sexual assault again. Um, yeah. but, well, the other part of that, the other part of that too, was his lining, you know, cause Scott is in full Scott mode at this point, oh. you know, back off buddy. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, he does blasting with an optic blast or anything. As you're seeing, it's back off, buddy. He's a well, him and Angel. Yeah, yeah and Logan's like, like Angel. Yeah. when Logan's like, "Hey, don't you already have a redhead? You mean like your wife?" Like, oh, WB. Yeah, WB too. Yeah, that's WB shit too. And I was like, "All right." And then the funny thing is, up repeatedly, but good lord, Mark Silvestri. Yeah, he's yeah. killing it, man. Yeah, dude is amazing. At the height of his powers, yeah. I and, I mean, I don't know what the schedule was when this book came out, but chances are it came out much quicker than any of his top cow shit. So, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> much more regularly. This is a double-sized issue. He draws every page. I don't think there's any guest artwork in there. So whatever difference was between now and 30 years ago, um, they figured out they they could draw the books then. Why can't they draw the books now with all the extra technology they got? It's just beyond me. But mm-hmm. that's a different podcast as well. Um, yeah. So yeah. So you explained all this stuff about the extractor being a, a a screen or whatever. Madeline is going back to her uh, her flight suit uh, right. in the middle of right. this, and she's clutching the baby. And I, I I didn't I didn't get the sense or I didn't understand fully what that was. I put it as oh she's gone full like Becky. And full white girl. Like, hey, there's yeah. a bunch of dangerous <laughs> shit around, and I'm just here, and I'm going to answer like this. When you know that you're not. You know you're not. You know you're in there, freaking white girl, in the middle of freaking uh, Central Park. You know you up to some bad shit. So, mm-hmm. no, What's a baby? Full, yeah. yeah, full yeah. Becky. Um, but, yeah, everything's going, for, like, crazy all around her. And then we do get this uh, Wolverine versus Archangel little battle because he steps in when he sees Gene um, getting kissed, uh, sexually assaulted. I'm sorry. Yeah, sexually assaulted by <laughs> Logan. Um, and he steps in, and then they have this little battle between the two. You know, Archangel name checks his powers. Oh, my freaking darts or whatever. 
cut mm-hmm. your immune system or whatever, blah, 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 whatever. All right, so we're going to segue really quick into Astonishing <laughs> X-Men number six, <laughs> just really quickly, because um, that was one of our legacy books, just really quickly, and only because, like, there's a battle between Archangel and Wolverine, or Old Man Logan in that book as a part of its conclusion. Um, mm-hmm. Just briefly, uh, Astonishing X-Men number six uh, wraps up the return of Xavier, and it wraps up this storyline with Shadow King. Um, it did the absolute thing that I hate the most about comic books or modern comics or any comic books is that they took the the, the last issue and turned the artwork over to uh, some intern. And oh, where man. a book that was drawn very well for Up five issues mm-hmm. got turned into, you know, a piece of shit, color, a piece of shit uh, drawn book. Mm. So the, the final part of that story... <laughs> uh, so I, I would... So, you prepped me for that. I I didn't have necessarily anything against the art. I don't like the fact that they changed it, particularly yeah. for the conclusion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it would have been so much better if they had, like had that guy draw like the astral plane stuff. Yeah. And have the other guy. Right. I mean, I thought that would have worked well. Okay. But yeah, the way they did it, like the just to cut over to completely new art to finish the story, it's like, well, 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 this like <laughs> makes it come off like a completely different story. And it's a completely different book. Exactly, yeah. It's like, yeah right, it's the whole feel is different and everything, yeah. yeah. And we've all been there, too, with comics. And it's like, oh, is this going to be the new guy? Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, what's going to happen next month? You know, yeah. exactly. And I think that's one thing that's hurting the, the relaunch X-Books is, like, they haven't established a creative team. And I don't think they've established, like, the voice of the books or what it, what it seems like they're trying to do. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not bad, but it's not good yet. Because I don't know mm-hmm. what you're trying to do, right? Exactly. I don't, and I don't know that they do. And again, yeah. something that we're going to talk about at the end of the podcast: the 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 acquisition that's supposed to go down between Disney and Fox tomorrow. You wonder how that's going to change some certain things too. And plus, I mean, for the other two books, fucking Guggenheim's in charge of those books. And talk about the WB; he sucks. I, I mean, I hate I hate him just in general. So, like, it, eventually he was going. I mean, if I mean, Blue and Gold are. I mean, whatever. They just, we just spent six months essentially over two books, or four months over, or uh, excuse me, three months over two books on a freaking mojo story. Yeah, like, yeah. and nobody gives a shit. Like, who cares? Yeah, nobody. And the outcome was like, mojo. I think Mojo's in the real world now, but it's not clear yeah. because no story with Mojo ever makes sense. No. Yeah. So what do we what do we just do for that period of time? Yeah, yeah exactly. That was a waste. That was a waste. Yeah. Yeah, it was so. All right. So anyway, but the parallel was is that Archangel but, had a battle with Logan. Go and, ahead. and I would say, as far as that story, I thought like the Professor X stuff, like that was one of the better Professor X stories I think I've ever read. In the, right. in the long mm-hmm. game that he was playing, and mm-hmm. the outcome, I still don't know what the conclusion means, and I don't know what the buck's going on. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that that really was one of the better Professor X stories I think I've ever read. It definitely let him shine a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. It definitely put a, a different spin on Xavier. And is this the new Xavier we're going to get moving forward? Is he in the real world? Is he only exist on the astral plane? Is he the man in the chair? No pun intended. Like, I don't really know. And okay. Right. I mean, that's basically where it is and where it got left off. Uh, but whatever. There was a battle. Uh, they defeated the Shadow King. Bada bing, bada boom. 
uh, and Archangel had to be, it was literally the scene from um, Age of Ultron, except Betsy, Betty didn't come out and stick her hands in his hands. So, hey, buddy. Yeah. Right, sun's getting low. Sun's getting, <laughs> getting real low. Right. That was, that was, uh, so I haven't, I haven't necessarily spoken complimentarily about it, but that was a fun, that was some funny shit in Thor Ragnarok. They, they played Thor that very well. <laughs> that was a good low. laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody, yeah. everybody seemed to know exactly what, what was going well, on. That kind of surprised me. It was yeah. funny. It was very funny. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. Um, I agree. All right. So, all right, back to 30 years ago books, whatever. Wait, All right, I'm not so, sure. Wait, I, I would like to touch on Archangel some more. He sucks. I need to go, like, big hutch on this. Like, they they took a terrible character, mm-hmm. and they, like, 90s end up, and he's still terrible. <laughs> 20 years later, they're still he's telling still- us how awesome he is, and he is still terrible. Yes, uh, like they compared yeah. him to the Incredible Hulk. Like, don't let Archangel out. Whatever you do, he yeah. sucks. He's <laughs> well, he's a bad is... character. He he's not interesting. <laughs> he's no. just not. Uh, I, I kind of compare him to like Warren Worthington is Johnny Storm, just not as big of a dick. Like he's like the same yeah. character. Right. But right. he still sucks. Like his his his, his super his superhero power set is worse, way worse. But his actual um, non hero character is just he's just a whiny little prick. And maybe that was done purposely because he's rich or whatever. But he right. hasn't really changed anything like over and the he, course of time. And he he's never could have hooked up with Saji on the Battle World. No, he, he, oh no, absolutely not. He never could have. <laughs> he never put no. that together. And he never bought Candy Southern some fucking butt implants. She needed that. He could have did that easily. <laughs> so and he never yeah, did it with all the story. story lead up to that, she just got her head cut off or killed or something. She got killed. Yeah, she yeah, did. She did. Yeah, that character's yeah. dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She had had some butt implants. It might have helped. Maybe they wouldn't <laughs> kill her. <laughs> all right. Damn. All right. So anyway, back to 1987. Um, there's really... The book really just kind of turns oh, into all these battles. Google butt implants. All right. So, oh, the book, the 1987 X-Men book, kind of shifts back to really just, it's just a battle all over the place between the uh, X-Factor and X-Men. It, it really mm-hmm. is. Uh, there's a, again, there's a big plot of what's going on with, um, Nastrith and trying to sacrifice this baby. I mean, that well, there, is going there, on. Well, at the I same think we time. should also say on the subject of Archangel, there's a call forward to the rogue uh, stealing Archangel's powers and getting overpowered by the powers of Apocalypse. Yeah. There's an animated oh. series 92 call mm-hmm. forward right in this book. Yes, yeah, very much so. Right. Yep. And and he <laughs> he doesn't really get the best of that battle either. Yeah. You know. I mean, no. he, I mean, he's able to break the powers from her, but he it's not like he's it's not like he's dominating the whole team. You know what I mean? He didn't just go in and clear the ring out of everybody and scare everybody. He's not. He's right. just, like, kind of around. And that sucks. Like, he's just not, like, a, this powerful character. It, the design is awesome. I mean, everybody loves the design for Arkane. I don't love anybody the design. You I don't like I, No, I don't like that design. <laughs> Come on. Why not? Wow. I don't. It just does nothing for me. 
Okay. And the fact that he was the one, the funny part was they, the other four people ran around and they're still in their ex costumes. And they're like, Warren, uh, you know, some people think your costume is cool and all, but you know, the rest of us are sort of, we have a thing going on, you know, what's up? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of these like, kids is doing you, his yeah. own thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> like even I, Bobby's diaper has an X on it. I mean, can you, can you help us out somehow? <laughs> <laughs> you put it on that thing, you pull over your head. Is that, would that work? I have yeah, nothing. Like a hijab. Archangel. No, I understand. Um, there is he does call Rogue a tramp like after he kisses her with that thought. Oh yeah, he kisses her. Yeah. Oh yeah, he pie face. tramp. He knocks her yeah. off and the yeah. and Cyclops zaps her ass, which is kind of funny. Yeah. And then as <laughs> so, a part of this, that that's all going on, I Archangel uh, Ice Man has built like this um uh uh shield of some sort of glacier or whatever to try to protect his thing. Right. It gets broken right. down and there's a flash flood <laughs> and then now we get the real drama. Now we get the real drama between the four people that are really fucking up the whole thing. Scott, Alex, and the two redheads between Madeline and Gene. Because now now that Scott is back and he has this confrontation with his brother, he has no idea that his brother smashed his wife. But I don't know if Scott <laughs> would really care. But, like, Alex he messed up a like single liar. Yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah. you broke all your promises. You're a liar. And he's just in full protection mode. For uh for Madeline, and Scott gets put into a situation after uh the demon parents of Jean Grey attack her. You know Madeline's like, hey, you got a choice: pick between you know me or or or, or her. As she sent mm-hmm. like a demon stagecoach or whatever, like kind of floating that way. And of course Scott picks Jean. Like I mean, it, it's not really a surprise to me that he picked Jean, but he does. Mm-hmm. And then uh, allegedly that's the straw camel and back for Madeline. Like oh, that's mm-hmm. it. You picked her. Like, it's over. I'm taking my demon, like, stagecoach out. And then uh, Alex jumps on uh, and gets his costume shredded, and he becomes the Goblin Prince. Um, did I miss anything? <laughs> well, the, and then and then the point there, like, after that is, like, Cyclops is like, damn it, Alex, I could have taken out the carrots too, but yeah. you had to be a little bitch. Yeah. And so, yeah, he could have seen, but, like, Cyclops is trying to do right by everybody. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh, and you did miss. You mentioned it earlier, but somewhere in the middle of that was the uh, Dazzler and 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 yeah. uh, from and, here to uh, eternity. Long by the way, yeah, yeah. From oh, here to right. eternity was the scene that that was made up in that. Like your that, eye makes me. That might also way. be. Longshot might also have to be suspended pending investigation. <laughs> 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 Well, I, I guess technically they are on the job. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's there. Yeah. Hey, babe, we're going to do this later. Like, not, you know, while the boss is watching. I don't know. Cause, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and she is not initially open to that. And but yeah. once again, he, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, he does force his way into making it happen. <sighs> Damn it. Let's <laughs> 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 see who was... See if Weinstein was repping Longshot in 1987. Oh my God! <laughs> he might have been repping him. Yeah, he might have been repping his uh his his stuff there. So all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book, the last part of the book is Madeline trying to get uh, and Master trying to get the Master spell. Um. Uh, wait, wait man. one second. Uh, I mean, you said this like uh, Havoc becomes the Goblin Prince, but I don't think you really. 
this is a phone call. You really didn't underscore the fact that he's wearing his girl's outfit. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And it's not even an outfit. Yeah, it's literally I, I, like the, the middle part of the outfit is just gone. Man, <laughs> That's it. I'm trying, to be, I'm trying to be nice since we already went to booty implants. Um, okay. <laughs> so he, when I saw it originally, it was really like I was thinking that he was like that uh, Gregory Hines scene in History of the World Part Two. Yeah, like, right. if, like anything happens, he's about to blow his feather like right up into the air. <laughs> there you go. That man is a eunuch. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with the Hawkeye Project? No. No. So the Hawkeye Project was a thing where like there were uh, for all the various characters. You it started I think with Spider Woman or yeah Spider Woman. Like mm-hmm. all the character, all the female characters who are drawn in these impossible positions, people mm-hmm. would draw like the same pose, but with Hawkeye. Oh, okay. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. this is like the Havoc version of the Hawkeye Project for the nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking at you, Frank Cho. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, side topic. I met him at a con. Uh, he really? is that dude. Yeah, he is yeah. that dude. He would definitely be the dude that would draw, like, fucking camel tones and shit. On. Yeah, he's just that dude. <laughs> all right, never mind. Anyway, all right. So, yeah, trying to get the master spell off, Colossus has gone off on his own to try to stop uh, uh, Madeline and the Goblin Prince. Um, it doesn't really work out. And then there's this big Yeah, but this is like, so he, he split, and then the whole New Mutant story panned out, and now I think he's back. Yeah, he's back. And... He's, you know, he started to climb up the building or whatever. I'm trying to get to the point yeah, that, like, they go through this whole thing where now uh, Nastrip has the transmode virus and yep. it's a battle between mm-hmm. him and all the uh, the mutants or whatever. And then they come up with this huge, like, plan that sort of kind of works out, but it doesn't, where Colossus tries to move. It doesn't work. He gets the uh, Havoc shoots he, or blasts him way into the air. Uh, Bobby, ta- it's really like freaking Marvel Ultimate, like a super move and shit. Like he takes mm-hmm. him from out the air, he freaking goes on an ice slide, and he goes into Nashville who can't take getting hit by metal, and then they go through mm-hmm. the whole plan where they have to free shit, they have to hit it with metal. I mean, they, they right. man, it's because comics. Of, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's because definitely comics. because comics. But yeah. like over like five or six pages of Because Comics uh, to get Nashville. <laughs> to uh, be done, and they do. They destroy Nastrith. Uh, they, they're getting to the point to try to save the baby because the baby calls out to Jean, and Jean um, mm-hmm. feels that because at this point, Jean is, um, she's a tele- telekinesis, but she doesn't have her telepathy, right? Not fully. Not yeah, fully, okay. She, yeah, she's a partial, I think, or something. I don't know. They, they okay. didn't exactly make it clear, but yeah. Yeah. She felt hollow after um, uh, Betsy kind of shared their links or whatever for the right. plan that they were going to do after she took right. it away. But, and then he, yeah, and then that's it. And, um, the Madeline's still in trying to kill the baby mode before it goes to the, to the next issue of X factor. But I mean, that's essentially it. Like I was trying to like, from my notes or yeah. whatever, I was like, I'm trying to explain these six pages other than like, just some shit is happening. Like, I didn't <laughs> yeah. really get, I couldn't get more past that than really more than that. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. Yeah, because comics, and that's the issue of 242. I and mean, we're not going to go back to X Factor, and we're just going to, you know, kind of stop at that point. 
But, I mean, you know, there's one issue to go, or two issues, essentially, to go. The con- mm-hmm. You know, spoiler alert, the conclusion is actually not that bad. You know, as some of these books kind of ended on some open-ended things, the conclusion of this really isn't that bad. Hopefully we'll get a chance to record it in normal time at some point. But it's really <laughs> not that bad, you know. So, I mean, again, 30 years later, Brother B, was, you know, what do you think? Yeah, it definitely makes a lot more sense. And yeah. it does a lot to sort of orient um, at least X-Factor and New Mutants off in sort of a new direction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, I mean, X-Men still has the Siege Perilous ahead of them. And I think mm-hmm. X-Men, X-Men really doesn't sort of reorient until after the book split. But this yeah. was sort of their, I mean, this was seemed like a, a, a big push to sort of bring some of the other books out of kind of where they started and into a point where they could start fresh. Yeah. So, right. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of funny too, that each team thought the other team was dead, like through the whole time of this thing. Exactly. They did did talk about how like Matt, that was sort of uh, Madeline. They were like, well, we never seen anything about you on TV. And they're like, well, who, who operates your TV? Uh, yeah, Madeline. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they have that realization, and, and a lot of this too is about like you, you've seen sort of questionable, be, questionable behavior about a lot of these people, and they do a lot to sort of justify why those things have happened. Whether mm-hmm. it's because the X Men don't trust X Factor, or mm-hmm. Cyclops uh, has made some bad decisions. You know, they, yeah. it, it's almost like they're trying to redeem a lot of characters who've sort of gone in a questionable direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And Colossus is, this is not as great as he was maybe up until her death and maybe a little bit after this is that version of Cyclops that people like hate. Um, like yeah. it is, he's super indecisive, and when he does yeah. make decisions, it backfires on him all the damn time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's um, emotionally unavailable as a counseling term as well. <laughs> um, except for, I mean, he's it's not a good look, um, and yeah, it's it's hard to make him redeemable at this point either. So anyway, yeah. all right. Those, all right, those so, the every X Factor book up to this point is just it's WB soap opera, and yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So let's that wraps up Inferno Part Two. Um, our like extra topic or whatever here uh, tonight is the merger. Um, and not WWE, WWE, WCW. No. So maybe there's a lesson to be learned from that. Yes. Very much. Maybe. Yeah. So. Finally, it has been, which has been talked about for a while. Finally, Disney is going to acquire uh, Fox Studios or whatever. Not just them acquiring the rights back to their movie characters or their their comic book characters, which is a big deal. They're getting a lot of Fox's stuff. Um, I think pretty much everything except Fox News and Fox Sports. And Fox Sports, yeah. Right. So that means they're getting The Simpsons. That means they're getting uh, what, the Alien, Alien, Alien. Predator also belongs Predator, to them now. Yeah. Um, like they're getting all of it, and you know, there's been a lot of talk um, between us or whatever on our text chain as well as online or whatever about you know, mm-hmm. hey, people, are fanboys, yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. X Men versus the Patriots, probably gonna see that shit. 
yeah, okay, that is a possibility now. I mean, that's absolutely true. But there's also some concern about, man, that's a lot of control of media and information mm-hmm. all tied up in one particular organization and group or whatever. Yeah, and almost a, almost a third. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very concerning. And yeah, and there's some concern about that. So just off the top of your head, uh, Sandman, what are your uh, what are your initial thoughts and what are your concerns? Well, I mean, you already touched on it. As a Marvel fan, I mean, you're happy finally because this is what we always wanted to see. The X-Men finally potentially coming home to Marvel and done right. Um, I mean, there are good things that uh, Fox's X-Men have done. Obviously, they pretty much got this train rolling between them and Spider-Man, the comic book movie age. But um, at what cost? I mean, you've got Big Papa D now owns like a third of the block, you know, and that's never good for creativity and competition. Competition usually breeds excellence. And now, you know, part of that's going to be gone. Um, So it's very... It's a very uneasy feeling. There's, you're good on one side with it, and you know, on the other side, you're like, eh, man, how big are they going to get? You know, Jesus, how, how many more things are they going to buy? You know, right. so it's it's a cautionary tale, definitely. So, um, yeah, that's what, <laughs> I don't know. Else, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. No, brother Beavis. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know maybe it's so big that it has to sort of become subsidiaries right and so there's still a disney pixar which is different from sort of disney mainstream and maybe that's one way to manage it i mean i think Mm -hmm. i think that one thing the movies don't need to do is necessarily get bigger and i think it was a it was a surprise that civil war worked as as well as it did with as many characters as it did and i think Mm -hmm. we're you have to be not more than cautiously optimistic about Infinity War because of the scale that they've laid out. It looks, it looks, everything we've seen so far looks great, but it's a challenge to pull out. I think the movies are better when they're smaller, uh, in some mm-hmm. ways. And so I'm more, I'm more hopeful that some of the franchises that haven't been consistently great, um, and I'll put X Men in that category, um, and definitely Fantastic Four and and other. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hopeful that those things can get right. And I and I definitely do not like my first priority is not to see X Men versus Avengers. No, yeah, I don't think they're just, gonna do that. I don't think they're yeah. gonna do that. I mean, that's not Marvel style. That's not Kevin Bacon style. Yeah. If they could pull off the OG Secret Wars, not the not the new Secret Wars. I, I like thought that. about that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in you know, something I've been thinking about a lot lately is like as good, like I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe is much better than DC Universe, but I think the DC animated properties are a lot better. And oh, yeah. which is better as a fan? Which is better? Would you rather have like great animation that doesn't like have as much mass market appeal, but tell stories that are sort of more comic-y and larger in scope? And more consistent mm-hmm. with what you're used to, or would you, or 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 is it good to have that like mainstream seven hundred million dollar movie come out and see see it succeed on that scale? And I and I don't know. I think there's I think there's positives both. Right. Yeah. I my th- my initial thought was yeah, this is good. Like you know, finally they're going to get their properties back and they can decide what they want to do with them without all. Um, 
the oversight from people that have clearly have no idea what they're doing with the characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, as Fox had literally no idea what they were doing with uh, with the Fantastic Four, uh, mildly successful yeah. with the other with the X Men movies and whatnot. My other thought was like, okay, so now that they'll control those movie properties, maybe they can put people back on those books. You know, I mean, and again, you, you could kind of tell this was brewing. Like the Fantastic Four have been being teased about coming back for about a year now. Yeah, yeah Stanley Marvel two and yeah, 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 and Marvel two and one was about to premiere. They premiered in the Legacy. Uh, you know, Johnny and uh, the Thing were back in the Marvel Legacy book. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so it's it's been out there. So you can imagine this deal has probably been ruminating for probably about a year, just you know, kind of crossing T's and dot nines or whatever, and what was coming and what wasn't. You know, that's great. Like, and I'm I'm okay with that part. And I'm I'm not as big of a like conspiracy whatever as the the other two people that are part of Brothers Comics. Um, <laughs> uh, so I don't, and I don't, you know, like, well, oh, so Disney really, wait, you should say. Two of the other people, because there's more than two other people. This, thank you. Yeah, two other, the two other right. founders of Brothers Comics. Y- y- yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't, because because I didn't want you to sell your your NBA podcast or your basketball. Th- thank podcast. you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, shout out to Will Stack. Um, I di- I just don't like you know I mean oh Disney's gonna ruin everything and House of Mouse and you know I mean I'm you know regurgitating like Hodges' talking points or whatever, but. Like, it doesn't really bother me, like, all that much, you know. And I think probably more than anything, we were talking about birthdays when we started here. Um, there's a certain point where I'm like, you know what? This really isn't made for me. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. your target audience anymore. And mm-hmm. it would be cool if I was, but I know, like, eventually, or maybe even already, that I'm not the target audience. So, like, this is being made for people that are much younger than me and being able to accept that in a way that, you know, doesn't make me become get-off-my-lawn dude. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, okay, I yeah. I, I, I see this show. I, I, I know what it is. You know, I read or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I know what it is, but it's just not for me. It's like trap music, yeah. you know, trap music. Like, I know that's rap music. I, it's mm-hmm. not for me. It's not made yeah. for me, but I know what it is. Well, you know, a lot of this stuff that Disney is going to acquire and what they're going to do with it probably won't be made for me. Like, it's just not. And I'm cool with that. Like, I'm perfectly, I mean, at this moment in time, I'm okay with that. And Well, I think what they have to do is they have to make whatever they produce, it has to be right for the medium. And what you don't want to do is make everything the same just in different mediums. So what I mean is, like, the cartoons... The Avenger cartoon in particular got yeah. worse when it became a bad reflection of the movies. Yeah, yeah. it was terrible. It's and terrible. so <laughs> yeah. when you've got when you when you put out a product on broadcast television that's appropriate for broadcast television and tells a unique story, that's a good thing. When you put out a, a cartoon that's appropriate for a cartoon that tells a unique story, that's a good thing. When you put out mm-hmm. a property on Netflix that tells a mm-hmm. you know, so all those things as long as they're unique and they take advantage of the medium and they tell a story that's appropriate for that medium, it could be mm-hmm. fantastic. But if everything gets mm-hmm. normalized and it's just a pale reflection and we and maybe the movies are superior because they make the most money and everything else is a pale reflection, that's right. when this is a bad move, even right. for yeah. fanboys. Yeah. yeah. And, and we led off with, you know, this the WWE and WCW um kind of comparison and it does run true 
It does. Because when WWE bought WCW, it killed the competition for other major wrestling promotion. And wrestling has been shit since that happened. It's been shit. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they made yeah. fake competition with like, well, it's the it's the Thunder brand or the Nitro brand or whatever, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. the Thursday mm-hmm. show right. was. Yeah. but mm-hmm. they also like destroyed every one of the new properties. So, like, if we get so here here's the thing: if we get a, if the next thing that gets announced is Avengers versus X Men, and the Avengers trounce the X Men. Right. Then we should all be terrified. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, you know, Booker T's a five-time champion. Oh, my God. Oh. Stunner, Stunner. He didn't even make it to the ring before he had to tap out. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it could it, 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 it kill competition. Like, I mean, and that's why, even though I run them because they've been shit, it was like I really kind of wish DC would make better movies yeah. because yeah. if they did, it would force Marvel to make better movies. Better movies, and, yeah. and Marvel could get you know, and Marvel's going to get and have probably gotten in certain aspects lazy because the other one can't do shit. So it becomes right. a situation now where they have all of these properties. There is no real competition because DC doesn't, and yeah. even though mm-hmm. Sony has a branch. They really have their hands stuck in the Mar- Marvel's got or Marvel and Disney has their hand and they're still each other too. So it's it's there's no real there's no real competition, competition anymore, mm-hmm. and that could lead to just garbage. It's, but again, it's, yeah, it's a real it's garbage not made. For, yeah, it's, but it's garbage not made for me. Like I like I I think that's probably where I've been like is you know this ain't made for me, and just accepting it. Like I wish this was better. But I just accept it. But I, I, mm-hmm. I agree with Brother B. It's like, yeah, you know, at a point, you know what? Y'all can have the movies. Just give me, like, good cartoon content. And I'm straight. You know, I'll pay, you know, the $15 or whatever or to, to buy the DVD or to mm-hmm. stream it on, a, on a, you know, a platform or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine for me. You know, because, again, let, the the percentage of people who read the books and go to the movies now has probably, since Iron Man came out and whatever that was, that probably has yeah. switched from probably 70, 30 for comic book people, probably mm-hmm. the other way now to 70, 30 who people that just enjoy the movies and have not picked up a comic book possibly ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, fanboys oh, yeah. make up the smaller version of the population now. Shit, my wife wants to go to the damn movies to see this shit. She picked that little comic book. You know what I mean? He doesn't know anything about it. And is perfectly happy not knowing anything about it. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's kind of my take, our take, or whatever. Um, Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not the conspiracy theorist that uh, the other two. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not quite as up in arms about it as they are. No. Our text chain is kind of, uh, like you mentioned earlier, that's kind of respected that. But, you know. It, it well, does well take... since since we brought up the the, the text chain, I mean, I, I think we have to acknowledge the uh, the significant event that happened this week. You, you put out like which six X Men get in the logo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when Female Perspective said Gambit, I was like, Wah! yeah, <laughs> that, that raised my eyebrow too. I was like, Wah! yeah, uh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I was—I I think I was going for—I was out with my son today. Uh, he was sick, so I was home, uh, and I was taking mm-hmm. my afternoon walk. And 
uh, I was like, yeah, when I sent that on my morning walk, I don't remember what it was. And I'm like, um, yeah, I'm trying to be nice. And I'm also walking and I can't be texting too much. I'm like, yeah, he's not making it into the city. <laughs> he's not even, he's not even, a, he's not even a top 10 X-Man. To, in my I world, a, I think he's a C lister. I don't even think he's a B lister. I mean, that's what I was trying to say. In com, in versions of comics, like he has literally no significant storylines whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, he would definitely not make it. I, I, I yeah, he definitely won't make it. I, oh, I, and I don't know the, and I don't know the six, and I don't, I don't know the other. Uh, the only two givens are Logan and Storm. That's it. The other four are <laughs> you know highly up for debate, and Xavier uh, and Magneto. You know, well, I mean, a case against Logan. I mean, I feel like there's enough of them uh, running around this point. <laughs> Do we really need? <laughs> it's. I mean, he's so synonymous now. I mean, well, yeah, I agree. He's way overexposed. But well, the worst thing can... is, is we could do six different Logan Logans on every fucking <laughs> ladder. <laughs> oh God. The sad part is, you could actually do it. Good Lord. I need. I need Logan. I need old man Logan. I need Dr- Dakin or whatever. I need James Howard. I need James Howard. Yeah, exactly. X23. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit. yeah, yeah I, and I agree. I mean, yeah, no. Jam is not making a cut. Sorry. That's it. No. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, yeah. that that movie is dead as fried chicken. You're the chicken by that movie. Which I'm saying. The, the Gambit movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's dead, too. Yeah, I mean, that's just gone. It's, 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 yeah, and we just passed a little over an hour, so we can go just a little bit longer. Uh, and and we apologize. I apologize because um, we one we get a chance to talk about these things on text, or whatever, but we don't get to put it on wax, so to speak. But um, this week also, since we're staying in the X Men world, this week uh, EW releases their early preview of a year from now for the Dark Phoenix movie. Uh, you yeah. cover of Sophie Turner uh, in, in <laughs> Phoenix mode or Dark Phoenix yeah. mode. Uh, there's some inter- interviews inside the books with uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence play- coming back to play Mystique. She said, you know, she did it for the fans. Uh, I'm, she did it for the money. So um, <laughs> <laughs> don't lie to us. We know. Um, yeah. yeah. Did you ever hear a story that. about her? Like she has like a little cousin or nephew who's a big X-Men fan. And like mm-hmm. he, like she's all like, oh, I'm in the X-Men. He's like, no, you're not. He's like, <laughs> he's like, no, you're not. She's like, yeah, I'm Mystique. He's like, yeah, Mystique's not excellent. It was hilarious, dude. <laughs> nah. He is woke. That is hilarious. Yeah, he is woke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it comes out. Um, I read whatever I needed to read. I saw whatever pictures I needed to see. It mm-hmm. looks booty. It does look like ass cheeks, but mm-hmm. I just don't know. There's nothing that's going to be able to save it. And even now with this, the merger, like it's yeah. it's going to become something that nobody cares about. You know what I mean? Like, well, exactly. it's like this, if the continuity is yeah. not going to really matter because y'all are like whatever, it, it, it's but, not yeah, going to matter. Yeah, it's not going to continue that that version of the X Men. I mean, Marvel's going to do their version of the X Men. I'm sorry to break it to you. Yeah. And yeah, so this cast that we're seeing now is. And it kind of sucks for them because they just rebooted it in that apocalypse, which sucked. And yeah. now they're not even, I don't even know if they're going to make three movies uh, in total with that cast and the yeah. extended cast from first uh, first class or whatever it was. I think the yeah. only thing you can yeah. say is like um, there was a there was a time when we all said there's no way Days of Future Past can be good. Yeah, that's true. And, that's very and true. it turned out. 
And that that's the only hope you can hold on to because I yeah. agree. It's yes. starting off on a bad foot because Apocalypse did suck. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. It looks yeah. cheap, so to speak, and maybe, you know. And I didn't even know it was coming out in November, of like, which also tells you, like, they don't have a lot of space in it either. Nobody pushes, you know, unless they're – well, I guess Justice League came out in uh, November and Thor did. Yeah. Thor, <laughs> I don't know. Thor's coming in November. I guess. I don't know. Maybe I was thinking – but it seems like more of a summer type of movie, you know. Most of yeah. the other ones have been released in the summer. So right. why why would right. you release this one in the summer? So uh, I don't know. This don't this know. one also does not have Brian Singer attached. He um, has some issues no. to deal with. No, um, he is he yeah. is done now. He is now done. Yeah, he's Think also about rapping, him. rapping. Yes. Uh, long long shot. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he won't be involved. I think it's Simon King Kinberg or whatever. Kinberg, who yeah, this first is his time first, director. First time directing. That is not good. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I don't care damn who it is. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it, it it's it's they're gonna go in. Isn't he affiliated with Star Wars Rebels or some aspect of the Star no, Wars he, universe? He's had some dealings with start with Disney and Star Wars. I don't know in what capacity. But he was he obviously with a X Men Apocalypse. He had his fingerprints are all over that fan forcing yeah. mess, unfortunately. Oh. And but he's also were a part of the good movies too, X Two, uh, the original X Men, uh, the ones we liked. So I mean, he's up and down. But yeah. lately, he's been more down. So <laughs> he turned That's the one to say about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, it it looks whatever. And you brought it up. Then we'll just save it for this. Uh, we were recording on a Wednesday night here. We used to record on Thursday nights, um, which used to be the Thursday night comic book show. Um, tomorrow, uh, I'm going to go see the Force uh, the Force Awakens. Lord, I'm going to go see the Last Jedi. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm excited. I've pretty much gone radio silent. I muted Star Wars, Last Jedi, whatever off of my Twitter feed and whatever, so I don't see anything spoilers. Now, I know going around the room, now, Brother Beavis was not a big, as big a fan, I think, of Fort. No, you didn't like Rogue One. Um, so uh, what's your anticipation of of The Last Jedi? The early whatever reviews have all been overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, I mean, I thought um, it was only in retrospect where I, like, I, I was super hyped the leading up to and throughout watching The Force Awakens. Like little things like the tie fighter noise when it first hit, just uh, it was great. Afterwards, right. I was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> but it's still fine. I can watch it. It's fine. Um, so and yeah, I've heard this is great, and I think Luke of of the of the Trinity, I think Luke is the most interesting. And so yeah. if this is Luke's movie, then yeah. So yeah, I I, I, I won't see it until next week, but I'm. That doesn't. It's not because I'm not interested in it. It's just because mm-hmm. I didn't get tickets, and I ain't about trying to like wedge in at this point. Yeah, uh, I totally understand. Yeah, well, I live in a I live in a town where you know we have a movie theater and all you know whatever, but people aren't lining up to see movies and shit. So um, mm. that's a good thing. Uh, that's that's a good thing. I mean, no, if I would no, if I went on Saturday. That would oh, be yeah. a, a madhouse. But, uh, oh, you yeah. know, like, there's, oh, I got to go see it Thursday night. I'm not even seeing it at midnight. I'm seeing it at 8.30. So, you know, it's not like I'm doing anything Yeah, this special. is one where I'm, I'll am i actually, like, I'm, I'll take my child without pre-screening it. So yeah. normally I would go see, like, a midnight movie or whatever to mm-hmm. make a guess and then and then consider. But 
I'll probably take her to this. So at that point, it means I'll I'll figure it out next week. Week. Uh, right. Sam, man, are you excited? Are you going to see it? Uh, yeah. Tonight or tomorrow? Not, not this isn't going to be a Thursday night exclusive for me, but that's mainly because I've been traveling. And oh, that's I'll, right. I'll be, yeah, I'll be traveling tomorrow. But um, Friday, I, one of my boys is a, I mean, a huge Star Wars fan. I kind of got back into Star Wars more because he was such a Star Wars fan. And uh, mm. and uh, one thing about uh, Force Awakens when it came out, that original trailer one they have, they were playing the uh, the Love City uh, Love um, uh, scene music. Um, and, and the Millennium Falcon is being chased by the Tie Fighters. You know, for a moment I was eight years old again, and they got mm-hmm. me. And that's what really reignited my, my love of it. And yeah, the Force Awakens kind of follows the original uh, Star Wars movie a little too much in my blood. I still enjoyed it, but this one sounds—they're flying without a net in this one, you know. Um, there's going to be pretty much brand new uh, groundbreaking as far as Star Wars, and that's very good in my opinion. But Luke and the new cast, and I'm anxious to see what uh, they come up with. And from what I hear, it's uh, very is different, but different is a bad. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well, the, uh, your eight year old comment's funny to me because like a lot of people that talk about Rogue One is like, oh, it's the adult Star Wars movie, and now I'm like, well, <laughs> is that what we want? You know, yeah, right. do we want do we want the eight year old movie? Do we, you know, not not a kids movie, but that wonderment that exactly. like, of what of what we get when you're seeing something you've never seen before, mm-hmm. or do you want something that like is is the hardened version that that advances on that? And, and there's room for both, sure. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think Star Wars is good when it grabs when it brings that eight year old back out. Yeah, I agree. I, um, I I enjoyed the Force Awakens. Uh I can still watch it if um if the moment if the moment catches me. But I mean it is essentially just Star Wars which was on T and T this weekend. I was just like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fun to watch. Yeah. It's still fun to watch. Yeah, it's still, fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. it's still fun to watch. Um, you know, but I do I do you know, I do enjoy it. Uh I'm interested in the, the storyline of you know, how it plays out like in a new trilogy. Like I'm 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 like, I'm excited about it. Um like I'm, right. I'm excited, uh, you know. I mean, I love Star Wars. Y'all know that. And right. I'm just uh, like, just like, oh, let me just get through work tomorrow. Let me just get home. Let me catch a freaking forty-five minute to an hour nap. Let, let me not bust any drug dealers tomorrow to extend my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> tomorrow. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when it comes? For? Man, nigga, put that weed. Put that nigga weed. Put that nigga. Nigga, put that weed away. Put that away. Damn. I'm trying to go. I'm gonna let this slide because I gotta I'm see Star Wars. And- <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to go oh, to a man. galaxy far, far away, man. You feel yeah, right? So, so, right. Um, yeah, I just. Well, I think I'm, I think you you touched on something there too. Like I think the fact that Force Awakens was such a rehash, we don't know what the new trilogy is yet. In a way. Very true. And so now I think we're going to find out. So, yeah. and then having kind of had having been, you know, I was talking to my daughter. I was like, you know, like uh, Star Wars. Uh, uh, what was that thing we went to in Orlando, Sandman? Uh, oh, the uh, the, the celebration. Um, celebration, celebration, Star Wars yeah. celebration. Celebration. Like a little, yeah, a little bit over a year away, or a year, a year ago. A year ago. And like you know, and that's where they premiered the trailer, and like we literally yeah. sat in the floor with. 
Shit, man. Yeah. What was it, 10,000 oh, people in that oh, fucking place? And, and everybody and, stopped. <laughs> yeah. Watching it. And you're like sitting amazing. there watching this trailer, and there's like, man, you feel like you were there, like with this, yeah. like birth, essentially. And exactly. like all the way to the end, it's like, you know, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just telling this story. Mm-hmm. And. I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe that I was there for that part. And I was just telling my wife, I was like, you know, it was a thing with John Boyega on TV. I was like, uh, I was really close to at least tackling him uh, like about a year ago. And that was, which would have been awesome. And, you know, I'm just like, I, I can't, like, I just can't believe, like, I'm at this point because it doesn't seem like it was that far ago that we were just sitting in there watching the trailer with all these people. I mean, there's people in there, like, literally oh, crying. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, just like in tears because they were so happy about this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. man, this is amazing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, all right. All right. So that's our pre star Wars thing. I'm pretty sure at one of these podcasts coming, you'll get the post review here. Um, yes. Remember you'll be able yeah. to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, rate, review, subscribe. Um, uh, it's a part of the Brothers Comics Network of Podcasts. Uh, this will be one of the last episodes of the comic book show. We will be switching over officially to the Marvel Hacks when we start Season 2 at the start of the new year. Uh, new logo, which is, is, you might have seen before, but it's only, it's only been out a little bit um, for some people. It hasn't like, premiered it for everybody or whatever. But yeah, so yeah, be switching to the Marvel Hacks. And uh, unfortunately, I think DC is going to make us read um, some books um, this doomsday <laughs> clock situation is uh, keeps popping up on my comic book list things, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to read this because it is obviously an event that DC it's is putting out. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm up to date on the prequel part. Uh, so I definitely think they're gonna make us read it. One thing we won't be reading again is Falcon. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that I can assure you will not be being reviewed on this podcast anymore. Um, so yeah, so rate, review, subscribe. It's it's a fun podcast. Share it with your friends. All right. Uh, so as the producer of this podcast, I am. Do we do exit music on this podcast? No, that's all the other ones. That's the only one. Yeah, we went with Van Halen this week, which is fairly white, brother Beavis. Um, <laughs> I, I, and hold on, a let me just complain about one other white thing really quick. Um, I saw that. I mean, I, I know why they made it, and I get why they made it. I just think that they suck. I saw that Bon Jovi made the rock and roll. Oh, the same I saw that oh, tonight show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, Ju- and Judas Priest did not. No, that's no, a it crime. Was, it it was crime. Bon Jovi and I forget uh, the it was somebody band. else. I saw the Moody Blues and the Cars. The, the Cars, which is the I, cars. The car, I think the Cars over Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, my personal listening, yes, and I was like. I hate Bon Jovi, man. Yeah. They suck, especially <laughs> 80s Bon Jovi. They are the worst. <laughs> There's any That's number good. of bands. There's any number of successful bands who made a lot of money. It is in no way an indication of their talent or uh, of, like, the quality of the music. And Bon Jovi is the poster child of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they very much are. Yeah. Oh. I, they are the worst. Oh, my God, they're the worst. <laughs> He's the worst, too. God. Oh, my God. All right, so, yeah. Anyway, another podcast. So, yeah, so that, that's basically where we are. Uh, find us, uh, enjoy, share, blah, 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 all those types of things. Again, this is part of a, a lot of different uh, shows, uh, the intersection with my life. Um, um, I know what you did last winter, our Game of Thrones recap show, which we're recording hopefully this weekend. Um, the Brothers College podcast. <laughs> it's not cursed. 
Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> um, I'll try and take and, a nap. Yeah, try and take a nap. Yeah, and uh, I think I'm missing one. Uh, oh, and this week in the association, uh, our bat- NBA recap show with Will Stack. So, yeah, find the show, get your life. All right. Uh, so as a producer of this podcast, I'm signing off. Sandman, go ahead and sign off. All right, sign off. Right, sign off. We will be back with you soon. Yeah, if the podcast doesn't curse. All right, <laughs> go ahead and sign off, sir. Uh, catch you next time. All right, we'll see you on the other side, people. Peace. Peace.